It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All you need to know about our guest today is this man is a winner. As a player, as a beach volleyball player in his own right, his time at UCLA as a player on the indoor level to now being the coach and taking over a program from scratch and now constructing a dynasty. It is Stein Metzger, head coach of UCLA Beach Volleyball. Stein, appreciate your time. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me on, Brian. Oh, absolutely. So, Stein, you were in the midst of a season that was cut short by the coronavirus where you were very close. You were on the way to getting a, a three-peat going as far as a national championship three consecutive years. And you were number two in the nation, your team, when the season was cut short, 13-2, and two, had won several matches in a row before the season ended. And I look at where we are in the schedule of the year. It's May 7th, and the national championships would have been held, what, May 1st through 3rd. And I, I feel like I should be talking to you right now with you ho hosting up the national championship tro trophy from a couple days ago that you would have won. How excruciating or, or what's been the most excruciating part of, of this process and not being able to finish out the season? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's not easy to build a great group in a team. I mean, it takes years. So our recruiting happens a little later now, but these, these uh, athletes that we have now, like we recruited them as freshmen and sophomores. So, I mean, you have these relationships and you're building this program to try and build a dynasty for so long that uh, it's all about timing. And so it's been, it was unfortunate timing for us. I wouldn't say that we were the favorite, but we were certainly the top three teams in the country and we could beat anybody on any given day. So I liked where we were and I felt like we had some psychological advantage and, and some experience in winning because winning breeds winning. So I liked our chances and it certainly was very, very difficult. I'll never forget the moment sitting on the, uh, the steps in front of uh, Acosta and explaining to the team you know, not only are we not competing this weekend, but we're not even having practice today. And it might be for the foreseeable sh future. And sure enough, you know, there was a, there was a two day period where it just steamrolled and it all of a sudden I was like, Hey, yeah. we're, our season's done. Yeah. It was really hard to be able to um, tell the team that obviously they were in tears. It was extremely excruciating. They put in a ton of hard work. So brutal moment, brutal moment. But uh, this team's, um, it's a great team. They, they're, they bond, they've bonded really well. So they supported each other really well through this. And I think they, they totally get it. They understand they all have, you know, grandparents and people who are sure. a little acceptable to, to um, this disease getting very serious for them. So they, they basically said, Hey, you know, this is, we're used to being in a team sport, making sacrifices for others. This is just on a larger scale. So they get it, um, but I know that they are very hungry to get the band back together sure. and start working again and, and seeing what we can do next year and just, you know, and praying that we're going to get the opportunity. Yeah, and we're all on the right page because I, I believe that, you know, fingers crossed, we are making some momentum here. And Stein Metzger joins us, UCLA Beach volleyball coach, and, and Stein – your role as a coach probably took on different roles than maybe you ever thought when this coronavirus took place, where you were 
maybe a counselor to your players and trying to help them through this process and being a source of therapy for them. How has your your role as a coach taking you into to ways and roles in which you never expected it would as we cope with the, the virus and getting over that and eventually getting beach volleyball back into play? I want to have to give Jenny Johnson Jordan a lot of credit in that department. Um, she, she's amazing at supporting this group and being an ear and, and uh, counseling the athletes through the you know individual stuff that they have going on in their lives and also as a group during this scenario um you know i'm more of the the x's and o's and 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 program direction and obviously i've had to be really flexible and we've had to make a lot of adjustments and changes and figure out you know what are next steps and a lot of this stuff is we're doing it with very little information sure in terms of personnel who's going to return scholarships operating budget all of this stuff is is you know in flux right now so um i think the advantage that that we have as a as a group is that you know we have to be very flexible in this sport i mean like we show up to courts we show up to sites sometimes and there's like the nets aren't up or they're uneven and something's something's off or the timing's totally different because the last game ran, ran long and our tournament scenarios and also just building this program over the last eight years from scratch. Like we're used to trying to just figure it out, you know, just hustle and figure it out. So we're in, we're in the throes of that right now. Um, but certainly we're, we're very, very fortunate that we have Jenny Johnson Jordan on this team. She's been with us for eight years now. So we're the longest standing um, head and assistant coach duo in the country, in the sport, in the sport of beach volleyball. So, um, we work really well together. We've been really fortunate to have her, and I know that the team really relies on her. That is a Hall of Fame combination with you and her. There's no question about it, Stein. And you hit about you hit on this some uncertainties as far as scholarships and and amount of players that can be on the roster right now. I look at, at somebody like a Savvy Simo, who was a senior, and getting to call some of your matches with, with Court Young and, and others. It was just you could tell that she really took on that, that leadership role in an immense way. And I feel for her because that was her senior year. But, you know, we've heard that the NCAA is allowing the opportunity of seniors in spring sports uh, to come back. So what, what is her stance? And is it too early in the game? Because we certainly will miss her, you know, because she was such an important piece to what you do. Well, I'm proud to say breaking news as of last week, she's returning. Nice. And you're totally right. I mean, she is the heart and soul of this team. She's, she's the, the leader on the team. Um, she and Abby were Pac-12 pair of the week twice within like the first four weeks of the season. So they're obviously a dominant duo, and we were going to miss her immensely. So very happy that we were able to bring her back. She's very excited to come back. She feels like there's unfinished business. Yeah. Um, the other two seniors on the team, Lily and Maddie. Maddie, we're unsure of right now. She, she's figuring it out. Lily's on a different path. You know, she's an incredible student. Um, she's taking her MCATs, and she's applying to medical school right now and playing a doctor. So um, she's, got, she's got bigger things to take care of. <clears throat> I know that she's very disappointed in not having this last opportunity. But for her, it just makes sense to, to move on and, and get into med school and move on with her career. So 
we will miss her, but definitely very happy to have Savvy back. Savvy and Van Winkle, what an incredible tandem they were. And 13-2 and two was the record in the ones, looking at that. And it's nice to have Simmel back. I know Bruin Beach Volleyball fans are going to be super stoked about that. So yeah. in this dead time, Stein, when you know there's the whole social distancing thing, and here you are as a coach, and you're like, okay, how do we stay in shape as a team? What can we do to try and, and – it's hard, I would think, with the team chemistry aspect when you really can't be around people. So in this dead time, how, what are you instructing your players to do to maximize this time, whether it's a type of workout, staying active, and, and staying connected with them when you know, this whole scenario that we're living in right now is quite, quite in flux? Yeah, well, the Pac-12 and the NCAA um, has said we're not allowed to direct them to do anything physical. So they have to, they have to coach themselves and, and, gotcha. and uh, take care of their own fitness. We are allowed to give them workouts through our strength and conditioning uh, department, but we're not allowed to track what they do. Very much like if we were in summer. That's the sure. same thing. So, uh, you know, Joe Galecka been great for us he's our strength and conditioning coach um, and he I know that he's on top of sending out programs for the athletes and then it's on them to do the work I feel confident that um, this group knows how to take care of their business and how to take care of their work and and my assumption is that they're they're going to be ready to go when they come back Stein what have you found that has helped you the most during this sports postponement and you're cooped up in your home with your family it's really uh, i'm just trying to find gratitude in uh the way of life we have now that maybe i wasn't able to have earlier and i missed and you mentioned family i have two young kids so i've had a i've been able to spend a lot of time with them um as you can see i have a little bit of sunburn so we uh <laughs> we, we've been able Get out on our, our small sailboat and uh, I took my seven-year-old surfing yesterday Huntington opened its beach for um, activity so um, <clears throat> got to be with him and then we find that we're eating at home a lot well every for the last six weeks and so a chance to just like be around the family uh, eat together um, get involved with their school since we're now homeschoolers <laughs> 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 so took on another role so let me ask you this stein when they have homework questions for you i it was funny we had a, a jason capono on and he has like these pair of twins who are second graders and they had a math question he did not know so oh he's boy. like he's like i got to go to google and i got to figure out what is a decagon is that a, what, that's a polygon how many sides is that have you ever been put in that situation where you're like okay i'm here to help but what was that again? I got to go look that up. So far, I, I've known what, uh, you know, the answer to everything. Okay. Had, but I don't, I don't necessarily know how to teach it. I mean, it's, I it's definitely um, a learned skill to be able to, you know, transfer information or teach them and how to figure it out for themselves. Sure. I'm not educated in that. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm definitely appreciating their teachers and what they do and their professionalism right now, because uh, it, it's not, it's not that easy. 
you always exhibited professionalism on the beach volleyball court as a player with that fiery competitive attitude that was your trademark. How have you harnessed that into now being a coach? And what makes that different? The way you handled yourself as a player on the beach volleyball level and, and now as a coach? Well, I think one of my strengths as a player, I wasn't, I wasn't great in any one facet of the game other than work ethic. So, you know, I feel like I try to impart with the athletes is, is being diligent and, and not only work hard, but work smart. And for me, I'm a total growth, um, growth mindset type person. So if I, I just feel like anybody on the team can learn something and certainly get a lot better if they put their time, put time into it and they want to get better. And so um, that's the culture that that's just comes naturally to me. And, um, and so as I impart that with the team, I think that's helped us to have big improvements with their game. Uh, we've seen a lot of our athletes who come through, especially in the early days when we, when we didn't have scholarship money and they came in as walk-ons, ended up uh, playing in the lineup and, and beating other uh, teams that, had, that were fully funded in terms of scholarship in those first few years of when we were running the program. So that was a real sense of pride for our program to take athletes that were maybe overlooked at first, but they learned a ton while we were there. So I think that's the strength of our team is that our training sessions are really efficient and athletes are expected to and buy in to um, show up and working hard each and every day. Now, Stan, let me ask you this. When you started this program, what was it, 2013? Is that the... 12, 13, yeah. 12, 12, 13. I think 2012 is, is kind of a half year. Sure, we sure. Played, we just had the indoor team. Sure. So if you go from that time to now 2020, and you, knowing what you've done with that team in that span of time, if you were to go back and say, wow, I did not think we would do that, or I did not see that coming, or I'm surprised this happened, this was not my expectations when I took over the program, what would that be? Um, well, we certainly had a five-year plan coming in. And in fact, our motto was top three and three. Uh, a lot of that had to do with um, resources and support from the athletic department. And so we fortunately, I think Dan Guerrero and the rest of the administration, Petrina Long, Ashley Armstrong, even Mike Seeley all had a hand in, in, in really advocating for our sport and giving us the resources that we needed over the, over the span of the first handful of years that we started the program. So we wouldn't be able to execute on, on our plan without those resources. And we've also had some, some amazing donors get behind us and understand that we're doing some great things, um, not only as a sport and a program for UCLA, but for these, these young athletes, we're creating new opportunities for new athletes. And through all that, we were able to execute on our plan. Certainly, our plan has always been to number, be number one and contribute to the, the, um, the championship count. Uh, you come into a suite with indoor men's volleyball, who has 19 national championships, and women's indoor volleyball, who I believe has five, and they have an incredible history. And water polo is in our suite, too. Just um, When you're surrounded by those type of people, you know, the expectation is just – you know, obviously the goal is to be at the top at the end of the year. So we set our plan and we were able to execute on it. And so um, it's just really nice. It, it's kind of relieving actually 
to have that goal and to finally get there. But uh, now we're certainly hungry for more. We want to be the we want to be the dominant team in the country. And we want to do that for a long time. When you are surrounded by so much winning, it, it's contagious. Like you said, being around all of these programs and how crucial was Mike Seeley in, in helping you get the job and and like you said, advocating for you to take over this program from from scratch. Yeah, absolutely instrumental, and that's how it starts a lot of programs. It it, it takes the indoor coach. Um, advocating for and getting behind starting uh, beach volleyball. Because to start these programs, oftentimes you need to use a good number of the indoor team in order to just fill a roster. Because you think about starting a program, you can't all of a sudden show up with 16 athletes. Sure. And so it needs the support uh, of, the, of the indoor coach. And Mike was certainly an advocate for it. It's kind of a no-brainer, to be honest. Like, we are the volleyball school. We're a stone's throw from where the modern game was developed in Santa Monica. Um, geographically, it's, 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 to, it's really easy to recruit here. So there's just so much opportunity, and it's a, a fairly easy sport to start when you talk about resources and numbers um, on the roster. So it, it, was, uh, it seemed like, like a, a real good fit, and Mike was great about really pushing for it and the fact I was here at the right, right uh, moment at the right time <clears throat> was just really fortunate for me. And I think it's worked out for everyone. I want to ask you, this is my last question for you, Stein. Another Mike in your life where you were a good fit with, Mike Lambert. It was 2007, the Huntington Beach Open. And I, I believe you had that first round loss. And then what happened? And we stormed through the loser's yeah, track. The right. tournament, which I, I think... If, if the history books are right, it was the first time that that was, that was done. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was a great lesson. It was a lesson that we brought up with our team when we won our first championship. Wow. Um, because we lost in the second round. And essentially, in that tournament, the field of eight double elimination, whether you lose first round or second round, you're playing the same amount of matches to get to the finals. And so um, we were able to use that story. And in fact, it, it was on the same weekend. Wow. Same exact weekend, uh, 10 years later. Oh, my gosh. So we were able to use that story. And, and with our squad, we're, we're big on stories. We like to tell stories about, you know, what had happened in the past, why that worked, why that's part of our culture, and how that's going to help us moving forward. And so we got an opportunity to tell that story when everyone was a little bit shook it up you know we were, we were coming in as the number one or number two team and we lost in the second round we're like now what oh gosh our season's blown but we'd had some experiences earlier in the year where we'd bounced back and we were able to talk about that like hey we came from behind it's been done before we can do this and the team totally believed in themselves and bought in and the rest is history and look at you now back-to-back -back national championships right on the cusp of another one I know that will happen soon enough once we get beach volleyball back and running again Stein Metzger a winner in, in every form of that definition from a player to to a coach to to a family man he wins at everything that's all he knows Stein Metzger head coach for UCLA beach volleyball thanks for spending some time with us and giving us an update on how you are doing during this malaise in, in sports and hopefully we can get everything back soon that'd be great thanks for having me on brian appreciate it hey prime members 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.